powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Our series, All Things New. Sunday's message was called, you remember? Cursed blessings. Uh, and in cursed blessings, uh, we learned some very powerful principles we're going to dig into uh, a little deeper. Now, we looked at this man, Joshua. Joshua is a new leader. Joshua creates something new. He creates what 2020 is. It is a leap year. In Joshua chapter 10, Joshua prays that the sun would what? stand still and that the moon would not move and the bible says that they obeyed and i said to you watch this that this is the year you're gonna have to pray some bold prayers this is not the year to be timid this is not the year watch this to be shy this is not the year to talk about i was just too scared to do it i need you to lay your hands on yourself say i rebuke your fear say i rebuke your shyness say and i rebuke your timidity uh-uh, y'all, you ain't saying it like you mean it, so evidently it must be heavy in the room. Because watch this, what God has for you this year, it ain't going to be, watch this, it's not going to be something that's just going to run up on you. It's going to be something you're going to have to be strong and courageous, and you're going to have to be bold and creative. Can you say strong and courageous? Bold and creative. So Joshua prays this bold prayer he's never seen done before. And for many of you, I need you to get comfortable doing things you've never seen done before. Watch this, like apologize. Some of you have never seen anybody in your bloodline apologize for anything. You've never seen anybody in your bloodline, watch this, be humble for anything. What you've seen is arrogance, what you've seen is pride, and that's what's been messing up your bloodline for generations. But you, you are the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. You, you are the curse breaker in your bloodline. You, you are the line crosser in your bloodline. I wish you knew you weren't sitting next to Trump change. I wish you knew you were sitting next to somebody God's about to do something big through. Say yes, Lord. Now watch, watch. Joshua is bold and creative. He's strong and courageous. So he gets these instructions from Moses. Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 31 he gives him these instructions. If you look on the screen, you'll see. So the Moses summoned Joshua and said to him, in the sight of all Israel. And I've been saying to you repeatedly, watch this, is that God did this through Moses in front of everybody. What's going to happen for you in 2020 is going to happen in front of everybody. 
Watch this. God's going to bring your haters and your supporters in the same room and make them watch tonight. God's going to bring the people that tried to watch this, that tried to sabotage you, and the people that were trying to support you. He's going to put them in the same room and say, look at what I'm doing for my child. You shouldn't have messed with my son. You shouldn't have messed with my daughter because I'm about to mm, bless them right in front of your face. Say, it's going to be public. Uh-huh, watch this. He says, said to him, in the sight of all Israel, be strong and what? Courage. Talk to me. Be strong and what? Courageous. For you shall go with this people into the land that the Lord sw has sworn to their fathers. I've been saying to you, I said, say, with this people. This is not the year for you to be a loner. This is not the year for you to pull away and detach from church. This is not the year for you to sit in your house on Saturday depressed with the, with the blinds closed talking about woe is me. This is the year for you to get out and live. You better hear me. You're sitting on a roll full of some support. If you don't have support on your job, if you don't have support on your family, can I tell you, you sit next to somebody that's rooting for you, check and make sure. Look at them and say, I'm rooting for you. And if they don't respond in a good way, go on and get up and bounce. Move. Get to another seat right now. Because this year, if you ain't helping me, get the hell away from me. You ain't saying nothing to me. I don't have time for fake friends. I don't have time for fake love. I ain't got time for fake support. If we ain't headed in the same direction, baby, I'm going to need you to bounce. Say, we going in. Yep. Say it again. We say, say, we're going in. Watch this. He says, for you shall go with this people into the land. This is the promised land. Now, for you and I, it's not a piece of land. It's the promised life. It is a lifestyle. It's the life of shalom. That's a Hebrew word for peace, which means nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. Now, that doesn't mean perfect. Can I help you get, un, fix your issue with God? Is that you're expecting perfection. And so when it's not perfect, you think there's a problem. <laughs> When it's not perfect, you think it's wrong. And I need you to realize in 2020, you're going to have to make, watch this, progress even if it's not perfect. Which means, watch this, which, watch, watch this. I mean, I need you not to be prideful because you don't look the part. See, that's why some of y'all aren't strong and courageous because you're trying to get your look together because you're so busy trying to pose and post that you don't actually have purpose. I wish you knew that this was the year. You might not have your look all together, but baby, you're going to make some progress. Release this over your life. Say, I'm making progress this year. He said, you're going into the promised land, to the land that I swore to your fathers to give them. In other words, he says, there's generations before you that would not do it. And they thought I was going to wait. No, I let them die out. You want to know where the greatest amount of wealth is? In graveyards. Why? Because people died never possessing what they're supposed to possess. But you. <laughs> if I could get faith in the room, I could preach it the way I want to. Somebody say, but me. Say your first and last name. Say, I'm possessing this year. You about to get some generational stuff. It's some stuff your daddy was supposed to get. Your daddy's daddy was supposed to get. Your mama name was supposed to get. You got generational stuff. Come here. 400 years ago, you got some stuff. I'm talking to somebody tonight. That's been stored up for you. That was stolen. That was pillaged. That was robbed. Say, I'm possessing this year. Please say it like you believe it. Say, I'm possessing this year. So it says, watch this. 
He says, I swore it to give it to them, but they're not alive, so I got to give it to you. In other words, say a lot at one time. In 2019, listen to me let, me, let me get prophetic for a moment. In 2019, let me introduce a term to you. God had many of you to pre-grieve. The Lord, last Friday I was on the phone with somebody, and the Lord dropped this on me. I said, oh, that's good. He said, son, in 2019, I allowed you to pre-grieve. What is grief? Grief is our emotional response to loss. Now, here's the paradox of grief, is that you can have grief about something good, but your mind processes it as loss. Example, you can have a baby, but go into grief because you've now lost the freedom you had pre the baby. You can get a new job, watch this, and have grief because even though you're excited about the new job, now you've got to learn new things. So what did you lose? Comfort. Let's talk. You can, you can get into, watch this, you can get new opportunities. And when those new opportunities come, you can celebrate the new opportunities. But because now you have to actually study and you can't just show up. Now you have the grief because you have lost, watch this, your sense of confidence. Are you here? So for many of you in 2019, the Lord says some tell them, I allowed them to begin grieving, watch this, over some changes that I'm going to do in 2020. Because when it happens in 2020, I don't have time for them to be emotional about it. This is about to bless me real good right there. In 2020, it's going to be a lot of great things happening at one time. So you do not have time to get emotional about it. You do not have time to grieve about it. You do not have time to be sitting up fasting and praying for 40 days about it. God says it's going to be a lot of good stuff at one time. So I let you grieve over it last year. If I'm talking to anybody in the room in 2019, you went through some grief and you're like, where is this coming from? If that's you, just give God a praise right there. You're like, where is this coming from? What's going on? Why am I emotional? Why am I this way? What's happening? God says, I allowed you to grieve in 19 for what I'm about to do in 20. Watch me. I allowed you to grieve in the last decade for what I'm about to do in the new decade. So some of you are trying to figure out why was I so emotional? Some of you trying to figure out, why was I upset about stuff? Why was I, let me get in your business, let me get prophetic. Why was I driving down the street and all of a sudden when I turned my head, I began to cry and didn't know why. Let me get in your business. Who am I talking to tonight? It's because God says, I let you pre-grieve. And I let you grieve for it in the last decade and in the last year. Because when it happens this year, you don't have one minute to get emotional. And watch me, it's not going to be bad stuff. Watch this. You're going to have to get used to amazing things happening for you and to you. And you don't have time to go into the paradox of grief because you keep saying, I don't deserve this, baby. You've been through hell. You've been through, watch this. You've been at the brink of suicide. You've been at the brink of giving up. You paid for it. Somebody shout, I already paid for it. Listen verse he says <laughs> I'm trying to help you figure out why 19 folks started acting funny with you he says you're going to pre-grieve for this because Joshua when you out here fighting these battles you don't have one moment watch me to worry about their families Woo. 
Because I'm about to tell you to kill some kings. And I don't need you to get emotional worrying about them. I need you to do what I told you to do. I don't need you getting emotional trying to worry about who's going to take care of them. I need you to get you handled this year. Would you touch somebody next to you say, get you this year. And it ain't being selfish. It just means you can't help nobody if you ain't helped yourself. You can't give nobody no territory if you haven't taken territory yourself. You cannot be a blessing if you are not blessed yourself. Everybody in the building on the count of three shout all things new. One, two, three. All things new. He says, he says, he says, I'm taking you into the land that I swore to your fathers to give them. Which means you're going to possess what they would not possess. And let's be real simple. For some of you, it's simple stuff. It's not deep. You're going to possess joy. You never saw it. You're going to have peace in your household that you never saw. He says, what they were supposed to get, I'm giving it to you. I dare you to just throw your hands up and make that declaration. My house is next. Go. He says, and you shall put them in possession of it. So Joshua, you're about to walk up on some kings. You're about to walk up on Jericho. You're about to walk up on AI. And so watch this. I do not need you being weak. I do not need you being emotional. So what did he tell him in advance? Be strong, courageous, bold, and creative. Look at somebody next to you and say, this is not time for punking out. I rebuke the punk that might be on your road. You ain't saying nothing to me. Touch somebody on your road say, we're strong in here. We're strong. Do it on my digital campus and say, I'm courageous. Say, I'm courageous. You ain't running from nothing this year. You ain't running from conversations. You're not running from battles. You're not running. Watch this. Some of you, watch this. Your guilt and shame has been putting pressure on you. Your guilt and shame has been making you run. I rebuke your guilt and I rebuke your shame tonight because this is the year for all things new. Yeah. Yeah. Listen. He says, you are going to put them in possession of it, Joshua. So he says, he says you're, about to, you're going to go fight some battles. You're going to fight AI. You're going to fight Jericho. Then five kings are going to conspire against you. You know you bad when it takes five of them to get one of you. I need some of y'all to stop being offended and watch this and be celebrated. What do you mean? It took all of y'all meeting to come against me? It took all of y'all conspiring against me to come against me. I must be somebody. Lay your hands on yourself and say the strength of God. And then when you get in Joshua chapter 10, he's giving, he's giving, watch this, he's getting these five kings, he's beating them down. And as he's beating them down, the sun starts to go down. But Joshua was told, you're putting the people in possession of the land. So watch this. Retreating simply because it's dark is disobedience. 
I rebuke you being tired and you're not finished. Release this over yourself. Say, I will finish everything I start this year. Uh-uh, you ain't saying it like I need you to say it. Say, I will finish everything I start this year. So Joshua is looking and the sun is beginning to set. And as the sun is beginning to set, he looks and all he has is a worm. The sun is setting. What does that represent? It means it looks like, watch me, my window of opportunity is going away from me. For many of you over 50, that's where you feel like you're at. My window of opportunity and I'm going to tell you, you're going to get more done from 50 plus than you did from 1 through 50. All of my 50 plus in the room and online, I need you to release a praise because you're about to get a whole lot accomplished. Uh-uh, you're not done. The sun is not setting on you. I rebuke you thinking you're done. I rebuke you thinking your life is over. Baby, get your passport. You're about to travel. Y'all ain't talking to me. Somebody say, my ladder will be greater. The sun is setting. And as the sun is setting, Joshua's like, oh my God, my window of opportunity is, is leaving. But he says, but my man of God, Moses told me that I was taking them in. Moses told me that we would be in possession Moses told me to be strong and creative. I reversed it too, but you got it. Strong and courageous, bold and creative. He says, so what could I do right now? If the sun is going down and we can't see. Lord. Watch me. Let me help you see something. Because many of you try to, watch this, you try to find workarounds. L listen, listen. You try to find workarounds and you try to, I can't say that, rig stuff. Now everybody in here better not be saying amen to that because it's a multicultural room. Amen. Watch. <laughs> You're so used to having to put other people on your taxes. Come on. Huh? Woo! Watch this. You're so used to having to hook stuff up. No, don't clean this up. You're so used to trying to hook stuff up. You never, ever got strong and courageous, bold, so Joshua was like, we're not retreating. So I tell you what, son, because right now you're my problem. Tell somebody, say, talk to the problem. Say, not the person. What are you saying to me, Bishop? Deal with the spirit behind the person, not the person. Because you keep fighting with people, and people are not your problem. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but we're wrestling in the spirit. I got a revelation of this the other day, because I was like, what is going on with peoples? 
And he said, son, it ain't never been about them. He said, I, watch this. The enemy was trying to get them to frustrate you so you stop here and never move to your next. Y'all ain't said nothing to me. He says he was trying to get you frustrated so you threw in the towel. And if you threw in the towel, you never get to what I was trying to get you to. Touch your neighbor. Say, fight in the spirit, please. What does that mean? When somebody's giving you issues, stop dealing with them. Say, move, girl, go. What's the spirit behind you? I rebuke that foul, unclean, jacked up, bad attitudes. Y'all ain't talking to me. You hear? You hear? So, so watch. So Joshua was like, you know what? The problem right now is the sun's going down. Sun, don't move. Now, unless you're bold and courageous... And who is he saying this in front of? If you look at the text, he says this. Watch this. At the time Joshua, Joshua spoke to the Lord, in the day when the Lord gave the Amorites over to the sons of Israel, and, and the Amorites were the last of the giants. There's stuff you're going to conquer in 2020 that's the last of that problem. I got to move. And he said in the sight of Israel, son, watch the line. And he said in front of who? The sight of Israel. So what happens if the sun goes down? They will look at God and say, Joshua, you told us that God. And if you keep reading about Joshua's life, you'll read this one statement. The Lord says to Joshua, he says, I leave that verse up. You keep seeing this one statement. If you read about Joshua's life, if you read throughout the book of Joshua, he says, I am going to exalt you in the eyes of the people. In other words, if this doesn't happen, the people are going to look at Joshua and be like, he's a great leader. But God's about to get rid of some butts. Because watch this. The story has been about you. You are good this but. <laughs> You a good this butt. Would you just lay your hands on yourself and say, the butt's about to be erased. I got to move because I'm still in the introduction. He says, he says, he says it in front of all of Israel. So he gets bold and courageous, strong and creative, strong and courageous, bold and creative in front of Israel. And he says, son, stand still. Watch this. At Gibeon. Now, I've never dealt with it. Can I, can I teach you? Gibeon was a place of royalty. So he tells the son, stay up so we keep seeing ourselves as kings and priests. He said, because the issue here as the sun is going down, if we see ourselves wrong, we're going to fight sloppy. I got one that's good. Can I get two that's good? So for you, the sun standing still is to make sure you keep seeing yourself right. You ain't no chump change. Come on, let me tell you who you are. You, you ain't no chump change. You're not a failure. You've had some, but you're not one. You're not a mistake. You've had some, but you're not one. You're not a throwaway. People have done it to you, but God ain't doing it to you. You are a king and a priest, spiritual and successful. I can pray and slay. And moon in the valley of Agilon. And go to the next verse. And what does the Bible say ended up happening? The Bible says, and, say it with me. 
It's right there on the screen. It's an open book test. And? And the moon stopped. Until what? Until the nation took vengeance on their enemies. Why did he do this? He did this because there were five things we learned about his personality. Five things that shaped his perception and his perspective. That shaped how he saw. Because sight is what? What we see. Vision or perception is how we see it. Watch this. Our perspective is what? Where we see it from. So Joshua saw himself from the position of, I've already beat you. So everything we're doing now is a formality. For those who need healing, you're already healed. So everything we're doing now is a formality. Please get some faith on your rope. You're already out of debt. So everything we're doing now, your family's already saved. So all you're doing is give them an invite to seal the deal. Everybody in the building and online say it's already done. So Joshua, watch me. He is corrected. Moses checks him. He corrects him because he's got a heart issue. Number two, he's consistent. He had been consistent at serving Moses since he was a young person. And I said this to us, that many people, especially in today's modern culture, we have become inconsistently consistent. The only thing you're consistent at is being inconsistent. And watch this. And worse yet, we get consistent at the wrong things. You're consistent, watch this, at trying to date somebody, but you're not consistent at being a good Christian. Let's talk. Huh? I don't like your silence. I don't like it. Then Joshua was changed. His name was Hoshea, but Moses changed it to Joshua. Why? Because Hoshea means God can save. Joshua means God has saved. What was he doing? He says, Joshua, every time I say your name, I don't need to say what's getting ready to happen. I need to say what's already done. So this year, I need you to see 2020 as a done deal. This is why many of you have been having visions of stuff to happen in your life this year. And then watch this. The vision is so good, you get scared. Ooh, what is God trying to do? God is like, would you just pay attention to the picture on the screen in your head? Touch your neighbor, say, he's showing it to you now. And for some of you, you've been resisting what you see because in years past, let me preach for a moment, because in years past when you saw it, it didn't happen. But God says, this is not that. It's happening this year. It's happening. I'm am. So he changes his name. Touch your name so you need a name change. Stop talking about you just a single struggling mama. Shut up. You need a name change. You're an overcoming, conquering woman that can do the job or two. Stop saying you're just a man that's been dealt a bad hand. No, you're not. You are God's warrior. You are God's gladiator. You're, watch this. You're God's mighty man of valor. Touch your neighbor. Say, change your name, please. But he had to stay submitted and be committed so his name could change. And that explains why many people struggle with identity issues is because what you won't submit to, you can never conquer. And so, because you won't get under anybody's hand, that's why you don't have a hand. <laughs> okay, watch. Then he was committed. Say committed. The Bible says that he was committed to Moses. He served Moses from his youth. He was committed to him. We looked at all of this in the last few messages. And finally, he was convinced. Why? He was convinced because Moses gave him a prophecy. There was a word over his life. So when he's facing the sun going down, he says, but I still have a word. And we're still fighting these yahoos. Googles and beans. 
So, problem is, watch this, th what I'm seeing doesn't match what was said, which means God's not done. Say, God's not done. Now, I need you to get that because watch this. If you don't understand and you're not convinced this year about all things being new, watch this, then your attitude and position won't be strong and courageous, bold, and creative because you don't realize you're going to possess what's been promised to you because of the prophecy that's over you. I need you to hear that because it's easy to shout about it in here, but what happens when what you see tomorrow makes you say, Which one of y'all hit me? Both of them. So we learned last Wednesday. Let's go. Y'all ready? We learned last Wednesday in 2 Chronicles 10, 15 about how God will turn affairs. He will turn things simply to fulfill what's been prophesied and spoken about you. So Moses prophesies to Joshua. He says, you're taking the people in. Got it? He says, you're going to put the people in possession of this land. So he tells them to be what? Strong and courageous. Bold and creative. So every time he gets in a situation that looks like it's not going to work, what does Joshua do? He keeps his position. He keeps his attitude right. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, get your attitude together. I rebuke you talking about throwing your little tantrums. You are not four. You're 44. Get up and make it happen. So 2 Chronicles 10, 15, let's go. What was a turn of affairs brought about by God that the Lord might fulfill his word? God is so committed to fulfilling it, he says, I'll turn things. So we learned a lot, right? That um, uh, Jeroboam, Rehoboam, they're two sons of Solomon. Rehoboam takes the throne, but Ahijah had already prophesied that Jeroboam was going to take the throne. And so Jeroboam, uh, uh, he's got this word over him, but he's watching somebody else possessing what it is that was prophesied to him. And sometimes God will allow other people to get what it is that he said you would get to see how your heart is. Because watch this. If you can't celebrate somebody else doing it, watch this. You're going to lose it. Why? Because haters always get benched. I need you to just look at somebody else on your road, please. I know sometimes you're like, oh, my God, touching my neighbor, touching my neighbor. All I'm trying to do is get you to practice the Bible. See, the Bible says in Matthew 18, 19, if we touch and agree on something, it'll be done for us. So that's why I have you touch your neighbor and look at your neighbor. I know some of you, watch this, that can be a little uncomfortable. All I'm trying to get you to do is conquer. So would you just touch somebody next to you and would you just say this to them? Say, this year, say, I need you to hear me clearly. God's going to turn it for you. Come on. So if the sun looks like it's going down, watch God work it out. Y'all ain't saying nothing. If it looks like it ain't going to work, watch God work it That's why I've been singing that song a lot. That's why they've been having them sing the song a lot. Why? Because I need you to have that all on the inside of you. So even if you get bad news tomorrow, you'll just be like, ah! Watch God work, get out. Watch God work. So even if you get a crazy email, you're like, oh my God, how are you, man? Ah, stop! Let's go. Listen. Say it's turning for me. Now, I asked you this question on Sunday, and here's the message. You ready? Because i got to get to the message. 
<laughs> Give me about four minutes to preach the actual message. Watch. What if you're not Jeroboam, who God's turning to? What if your attitude has made God turn away from you? That's the question I asked on Sunday. And we looked at this concept called cursed blessings. In Malachi chapter 2, verse 2, it says, if you will not listen. See, hearing is perceiving a sound. Listening is paying attention. Say, I I must pay attention. It says, if you will not take it to heart, make it a big deal to give honor. In other words, God says, you're withholding honor because you treat me like your daddy. Ooh, you're withholding honor because you treat me like your mama. You're withholding honor because you treat me like somebody that hurt you. And so now you've projected them onto God. He says, if you will, with, watch this, if you uh, don't take it to heart to give honor to my name, says the Lord of hosts, then I will sin. What does that mean? I will allow the curse upon you. What are you? You're a spirit, you're a soul, you're a body. Stop. What's a curse? It's an empowerment to fail. So what does God say? God says, if you withhold my honor, then what I'm going to have to do is withhold my covering. So that means, watch this, y- you, watch this, are subject to fail. Your body, subject to fail. Your soul, mind, thoughts, will, emotions, subject to fail you. Your spirit, your subconscious mind, this is the part of you that connects with God. Got it? He says you will be subject to fail. Listen to me. Look at me. Look at me. Here's the problem with many Christians. Is you think you're the exception to this. Come on, Wednesday. Let's go, Wednesday. Come on. Don't get quiet on me now. Watch God work it out. Let's go. Christians think we're the exceptions to the rule. So we get used, watch this, we get used to needing miracles because we don't walk in the blessing. What is a miracle? A miracle means it had to be an impossible situation, which means, watch this, something had to get so bad that it had to be impossible. But you need to hear me, God doesn't always need you living from miracle to miracle because that means you got to live from crisis to crisis. No, and 2020, you're going to live from blessing to blessing. I need you to touch somebody's shoulder on your road. Say blessing to blessing this year. So he says, I'll remove, give me that umbrella. He said, please, give me the umbrella, please. He said, watch this. He says, I will curse you. And I will curse your blessings. That's what it says. Indeed. I've already done it. He said, check your fruit. He said, it ought not be that hard. Thank you. He said, this is what it means when the scripture talks about being cursed. Because I don't want you to get this image of God like God is trying to get you. Baby, if he wanted you God, you'd be God. (laughs) This feels like God trying to get me. He really, it's not that hard. Like if he wants you out of here, he just said, Michael, I'm sick of her. Go, bye. She talked too much. (laughs) So here's what it means when he says sin the curse. God says, I just will remove the covers. So whatever comes at you, you so grown, you got it. Your financial issues, you so grown, you got it. You don't need to come to church, right? You don't, you don't, you don't need to do that. You, don't need, you know the word. Okay. Good. Good. Take care of it yourself. You got this. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. And then he says, everything I bless you with. Let me have car keys. Give me a real nice purse. Come on, real. Oh, that's I like the way that color. Let me see that. I like that color. Bring that here. That's that harvest teal. Come on, let's go. That's good too. That's a good one too. But I like this color. That's good. Oh, come on, coach. Car keys. 
Uh, give me another blessing. Uh, uh, give me another blessing. Give me a house key. What you, what you got? What is that? Cell phone? Come on, give me a cell phone. Is it an Apple? Okay. Because an Android is a curse. I don't need, I don't need no curses. <laughs> no, give me no curse stuff. I told you, Androids, I was going to leave y'all alone. I lied. Okay, watch. <laughs> so here's how God does. God says, do what I say. And even when you mess up, just fix it fast. See, some of y'all, watch this. Let me talk to some of y'all. Watch this. Let me talk to some of y'all online. Where you're like, you messed up in 2012 and ain't been back to church since. See, see what happens is, is watch this. What does the scripture say? The scripture says in 1 Timothy 4.1 that your conscience gets seared. You see it right there? It says the spirit especially says in the latter times, people are going to depart from the faith. And here's what they're going to do. They're going to devote themselves to listening to liars. And they're going to devote themselves. Oh, y'all ain't talking. Where the liars at? YouTube. That's where they at. Where the liars at? Instagram. That's where they at. Where the liars at? Own their job. Talking about, but I don't need church to need God. I don't, I'm, I believe, listen, I, the, the Bible, how you even know that's right? Baby, because it's been working. That's how I know it's right. And teachings of demons. In other words, he says, watch this. Go to the next part. He says, and through their insincerity of liars. He says, you get lied to so much by you and other people. He says, your conscience is going to get seared. I showed you that on Sunday. Which means nothing can get through to you. So when nothing gets through to you, God says, the only thing I can do is just let stuff be taken from you. So he says, I'll curse your blessings. He said, yeah, oh, this night, look at all these wonderful things you got in here. This is amazing. This, look, it's so, you're so blessed you got Mike in your purse. Y'all ain't saying that. <laughs> come cover it. Come cover it. T touch your neighbor. Say, this is not. Touch him. Touch him. Say, you can't stay here. In cursed blessings. So watch this. You get the car. And look, this nice look. Look at this, all this here. Oh, look, still got the tag on it. It's new. And now, watch this. Now that you got blessed, you become unfaithful. Can I be honest with you as a pastor? Sometimes I know why God leaves people in struggles, because it's what makes them faithful. Y'all ain't going to talk. Let me try, y'all. Why won't God do nothing? God's like, because if I get her out of that, I ain't going to see her no more. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. If I get her out of that, she ain't going to serve me no more. She half do it now. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Touch your neighbor say, be faithful this year. So here's what he said. So he says, I gave you the car. You put the praise report on the car. You told everybody I gave you the car. You celebrated the car. You posted on Instagram. Look at me in my car. Blessings. And you had to do your little move. Hashtag team blessed. Hashtag new car. Hashtag don't hate me because you ain't me. Like, baby, ain't nobody. <laughs> Y'all know I'm telling the truth. Some people can't be blessed because they'll think they did it. So he says, here's what? He says, so what? So he said, if you hold my honor back, what I gave you, I'm going to curse it. So now, the car you begged me to have, you can't even pay the note. You can't pay the maintenance. You can't even get the windows tinted like you want. 
or been needing changing since the last decade. Let's go. Last year. You begged me for the relationship. Give me a man and a woman from over here real fast. Actually, right there, husband and wife, right there, come on. Let's go, come on. Come on, y'all, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, all right, cover. Come on, come on up here. Come on, here we go. So here's the deal. God says, God says, you begged me, just give you a godless spouse. You start out good. And then, y'all got your groove going. Got your music playing. Give me some love music. Girl, you know I, I love you. <laughs> there it is. Listen. And so listen, you posting first day. Date night. Hashtag Christian love. Hashtag don't hate. Hashtag God's plan. Really? Because it's about to get cursed. Okay, stop. Stop. <laughs> Look. So God says, since you took honor from me to give it to him, I'm going to help some of y'all because some of y'all wonder why there's so much hell in your marriage. You took honor from me to give it to her because you didn't want to hear her mouth. God says, I got you. I'm going to curse it all. If you keep reading in the text, matter of fact, put this, put this, go, to, go to Malachi for me. Come on. Y'all just stay right there. Go to Malachi. Uh, go to Malachi. Go to Malachi. Two. He says, I've cursed your blessings because you don't lay it to heart. Go to the next verse. I didn't read this on Sunday. Can I finish this word, y'all? Behold, I'm going to rebuke your kids, too. Give me a child. Let me have a little bit. Is there a little bit in the room? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Some of y'all looking around. You four, too. Come on. Let's go. Come on, a little bit. Come on, son. I know you're tall. I know you play ball. I like your hair. Come on. Now you can't be taller than your mama. Just bend your knees. Bend your knees. All right. God says, now you wonder why your kids don't act right. Because I ain't covering none of this. You think they have a learning disability. They got a curse. You think they just rambunctious. No, God says, I'm not covering your house because y'all don't give me honor. He says, I'll rebuke your offspring. Watch well, what the Bible says. Touch it and this is the Bible. And I'm going to spread some stuff on your face. Give me that up. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> give me my prop. Y'all do know what dung is. Yeah. This section don't know. Y'all didn't say nothing. You've heard the, I can't hear, you've heard an expression that has a word and then says on your face. This is where it comes from. God says, y'all don't want to honor me? Cool. Everywhere you go. Reason you're so self-conscious because everybody see your He said, oh, and you think you're going to just give your way out of this? Give me a. He says, that's cool. You're giving. That's good. You're supposed to give. 
He said, but let me tell you what I'm going to do until I get my honor. I'm going to put it on that too. You see it? It's right there. I'm not making this up. It's literally right there on the screen. It's literally from the Holy Bible of God. He says, and I tell you what, and what I'm going to do is all of it, all of you will be taken away. What does that mean? None of you will have focus. Everybody in your house will be distracted. If those of you say, well, it ain't my house. No, what you don't understand is about what you cover. Watch me. Because for some of you, you're more of a parent to your nieces and nephews than what you cover. You hear what I'm saying? But touch your neighbor. Say, but tonight. <laughs> say, I'm giving God the honor I owe him. Thank y'all. Come on, give a praise right there. Give a, put a praise on it right there, please. Say, Lord, I'm giving you what I owe you. So look, 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 look. So Matthew 6.33, we looked at this. There's one last scripture I want to get to. Can I finish it? But seek ye first. Say first. So honor is not just what we do, it's how we do it. Why did all these things happen, God says in Malachi 2? Because you didn't honor me. Okay, and so we boil down the kingdom to these five T's. They're on the screen. Snap a photo of them. I'm only going to hit them real quick because I've talked about them before. For those of you who have heard them before, you're the ones I need to take the picture of it the most. Because sometimes you can become desensitized because watch this. Your dishonor has got so much stuff on your face. And when you sit in it so long, you don't smell it no more. When you've been out of line for so long, you don't even smell it. Everybody else do. I'm not going to say that. Okay. Because mm -mm. I'm going to have to cut it out the CD and I want to get it to you right away. Or the podcast. Watch. Say time. So we get to attend church faithfully. So we build our lives around church. For my digital family, what does that mean? My digital family, and for those that can't be in the building, I get it. We, Harvest is full of people. You have no clue who you sit next to. Harvests are full of very successful people in a variety of different fields and environments and all that. And so, again, you, your church has ways to make sure you don't miss. Touch your neighbor and say, you don't have to miss when you're part of Harvest. Number two, leave it up, treasure. We get to faithfully give our tithes offerings for fruits and love offerings. God, we get to give, guys. We don't have to give. I can always tell, watch this, there's always a correlation between someone's giving and their serving. There's always a correlation between somebody's breakthrough and their giving. I need you to release this over your row. Say, this is the blessed row. This is the blessed row. Number three, talent. We get to serve using our gifts, talents, and harvest uh, to change lives. Here's the deal. How is it you're going to do it out there but not do it in here? I, I don't get it. And for my digital people, your serve is in your share. That means you're the number one sharers of everything. All right? Let's move. Thirst. That's your prayer, praise, and worship. Um, please hear me. I says, guys, when we're praising, praying, and worshiping, that's everybody's opportunity to jump in. That's not your time to just sit back and watch. That's your time to jump in. Touch your neighbor and say, get in the flow. Get in the flow. And then testimony. This is inviting people to church. Somebody said, well, I'm just standing inviting nobody. You know, that's funny because you always be inviting people to your little business. I said little on purpose. You talk about that to everybody. Doing worship, you're trying to slip cards over to people. If you, I love you, Jesus. It's my card. So you ain't scared. You're just dishonorable. 
Y'all ain't saying nothing, but it's right. Touch your neighbor and say, this man is right tonight. Because it's the Bible. I'm just trying to get that stuff off your face. All right, watch. Let me wipe it off. So here's what we do sometimes, Christians. I'm almost done, but i got to get you this last scripture. Sometimes here's what we think. We think that honor is respectfully doing what we want. So I know, I know we're lifting our hands. I was really polite when I didn't do it. I, I, oh, y'all ain't talking? I know I said I was going to invite one person to church. I just politely decided I was not going to. And God was like, cool. We're not fighting over it. I'm just not covering your stuff. You pay for it. Can I go further? Honor is not partially doing something with conditions. I can do from this time to this time, but I can't do that. God says, oh, no problem, baby. That's okay. I'm not covering your stuff. Hope they don't fire you. Because <laughs> I'm not covering it. This is real, but I need you to stop rebuking the devil because some of this isn't the devil. I'm doing the best I can. I need you to dance with me after church. <laughs> y'all here? I said, are y'all here? No, 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 no. Watch this, watch this. Um, um, take this out. Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. So the kingdom boils down to those what? Five T's. Say five T's. Five. Say it again. Say it one more time. And his righteousness and all these things will be what? Added to you. Which means when the kingdom's first, I don't chase anything. I don't pursue anything. Every time I look behind me, it's chasing me. I need you to lift both of your hands in the air and say, it's chasing me this year. What's chasing you, Bishop? Favors chasing you? Breakthroughs chasing you? opportunities chasing you somebody say it's being added to me everybody in the building or online like, put your hands out like this say it's coming to me I need you to do it with me do it say it's coming to me when you get to me pull it in say it one more time say it's coming to me so here's the last piece you ready here's the title of the message because for God to make all things new, the kingdom has to be first 24-7. Watch the message. Not a side piece. A side piece is a slang term for a person who carries on a physical affair with someone without having the intention of forming a serious relationship. And God says, son, tonight I need you to tell them in 2020, I will not be their side piece. They will not put everything else before me this year and expect for me to make things new. They will not do what everybody else want to do and not do what I want to do this year. Say, Lord, you are not the side piece. Y'all ain't saying it like you mean it. Say, Lord, you are not the side piece. So in Ezekiel 16, the Lord likens his relationship to his people like a relationship. And he calls his people the woman. He calls himself the husband. And I only want you to see verses 30 through verses 34 because God makes it clear. Touch your neighbor and say, he will not be your side piece. He is not going to let you be at their house all night and you come see him after they go to sleep. He got quiet right now. 
He will not let you do your own thing. And maybe if you got a little time, you're going to see about doing the God thing. He's not having that. Touch your name and say, he's not having that this year. Say, he's first this year. Come on, say, his kingdom is first this year. Before I read these verses, can I just get us to release 10 seconds of praise if that's your commitment, that God, you're going to be first. Your kingdom's going to be first. I'm not perfect, but you're going to be first. Come on, y'all, let me hear you. I'm not perfect, but you're going to be first. So here's Ezekiel 16. Look at this. I'm done. Verses 30 through 34. This is what he says to his people. If you read the beginning of the chapter, he says, I found you polluted in your own blood. What is blood? Life. He said, I saw you polluted in your own life. He said, and nobody wanted you. God says, and I came and got you. He says, I built you up. I made you royal. In other words, he says, watch this. I took you from nothing and turned you into something. And then he says, you turned on me. Y'all have seen that happen in relationships where when you meet people and find people, sometimes, watch this, you build them up for them to go be good for somebody else. Come on, let's talk for just a second. And so God says, how sick is your heart? He's talking to his people, which he likens into a woman, and he likens himself as to the husband. He says, declares who? The Lord God. He says, you did all these things. He says, I built you up, and you left me. Look what he says. He says, you did all these things. He says, these are the deeds of a brazen prostitute. Can we go further? Let's go. Next part. He says, you built a vaulted chamber at the head of every street and making your lofty place in every square, yet you were not. Watch this. Now, let me explain the first part of the verse. He says, listen, you went through great trouble to honor somebody else. He says, but me, you didn't. He says, he says but you're not just like a prostitute. He says, because you didn't even get paid. It's, it's right there. It's right there. Does your name say it's right there? He said, he said, you said, no, keep your money while you beg me to bless you. Go to the next verse. He says, adulterous wife. He's talking to his people. He calls his people the adulterous wife. Who receives strangers. Everything else is more important than God. And God says, look, when I found you, you were polluted in your own blood. When I found you, you didn't even know how you were going to make it. Come on, y'all. Is anybody in the room that's got a testimony that God has brought you from a mighty long way? Look at somebody next to you say, I am a testimony. Who receives strangers instead of her husband. Here's the next part. I got to finish. He says, men give gifts to all prostitutes. He says, but you, you gave gifts to them. Y'all ain't saying nothing. He said, he said, you gave all of your gifts. Watch me. He said, I blessed you. And I couldn't get you to do nothing in my house. I couldn't get you to do nothing for me. But you gave it freely to them. He says, bribing them to come from every side with your whoring. 
This is too much Bible for some of Because some of y'all are looking to be like. Literally, some of y'all have not moved for the last seven minutes. So check it out. God is like, actually, baby girl, you worse than a prostitute. Because at least she got something to show for what she done. He says, you, you bribed them. Ooh, 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 ooh. He says, you'll go out of the way to do something for them. You'll go out of the way to honor your child who disrespects your God. Y'all don't like this. He says, you bribed them to come from every side with your whorings. This is God talking to us. God wasn't no joke. You hear me? Verse 34. So you were actually different than other women in your whoring. Because nobody even solicited you. You put yourself out there for free. For everybody in the room who's trying to get judgmental about somebody you think that maybe is living a certain way, let me stop you right there because that's not what he's talking about. What he's talking about is he says, listen, you don't honor me. You honor everybody else and you honor everything. For, for some of y'all, you sit up in here every Sunday, sit up in here every Wednesday, but he still ain't first. But touch somebody next to you and say, but this year he'll be first. He said... And you gave payment. He said, you paid. I can't say that. He said, you bought the ticket. All right. He said, so you actually different. <laughs> Take me to the very last verse of this chapter. I didn't give it to you. Say, God, you will not be my side piece this year. Say, your kingdom will not be my side piece this year. He says, I need you to remember. Say, Lord, I remember. Here it is right here. He says, I need you to remember. Go to the end. All I've done with you. He says, and when you remember all I've done for you, we shouldn't have this whoring problem no more. Say, Lord, I owe you honor. So here's how we're going to end Wednesday Night Live. Everybody in the building stand. Everybody online, if you can stand, stand. If you can't stand because you're driving, don't stand. Don't work your car. How many of us just were helped us. <laughs> well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives 
to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All of those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word decision to the phone number 59769. And when you do... I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.